Jesus, I thank you that as we go into the word, Lord God, that you would come in power, Lord God. We're talking about empowerment today, Lord, and I'm asking that today we would taste of the power of the Lord. Father God, I ask that you would come and, and, and do something new for every person here. Let no one leave the same. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. What would you do if suddenly your IQ jumped up 100 points? How about if you had unlimited strength? How about if you had unlimited authority? What would you do? Life would be very, very different. It sounds like some kind of imaginary impossible thing, but nothing's impossible when you're with God. Nothing's impossible when you're with God. I want to pray today. I, more, more than I've already prayed, but I want, I want my sermon today to be a prayer for you. That you would you would discover the, the satisfying, incredible, mind-blowing things that God has for you. When I say that nothing's impossible when you're with God, what I am not saying is that you can do anything you want. What I'm saying is you can do anything that God has asked you to do. You can't have 10 wives but you can have one wife that's worth 10. <laughs> you can't put a bomb under your boss's desk because he's been so mean to you. But you can be so surrounded by the favor of God that even he is kind to you. You see, you can't do anything you want, but you can do everything that God has asked you to. And as I've said, my, I, my sermon today is actually a prayer that every significant, valuable, and satisfying thing that you are able to do would become part of your daily activities. I am praying that you would be wiser than is humanly possible. I'm praying that you'll be stronger than is humanly possible. And I'm praying that you'll be more able than is humanly possible. And I'm praying that you'll be braver than is humanly possible. And if you think this prayer is just pie in the sky... Paul prayed just such a prayer for the Ephesians. And we're going to get to that prayer in a moment. Before I get there, I want to highlight in the sermon series, we are, we are preaching through our discipleship growth path. And in this discipleship growth path, we engage culture and community, we establish biblical foundations, we equip believers to minister, and we from whom every family and in heaven and earth 
is named. He's about to pray an enormous prayer. And he begins it with this statement. Why? Because he wants to establish God's credentials right now. You know, Andrew and I went out to dinner with some friends on Friday night. It was fabulous. It was lovely. The waitress was so helpful. She actually comes to our church um, every now and then when she's free on a Sunday. Her name is Lebo, and she was so great. And at the end of the meal, Andrew, as his custom, said, you were so great. Please double your salary. And we all just laughed. She laughed. Why? Because none of us had the power to double her salary. So in other words, it, w- it, was just, it was just a fun statement. It had no substance because we didn't have the power to implement it. So if God doesn't have the power to implement what Paul is about to pray, then it means nothing. So he's establishing right now that God is able to do the things I'm about to pray. He says, for this reason I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and earth is named. To be named in, in Hebrew culture was to be derived from, to get your identity from, to, to come from that. In other words, God is the source of every living being in heaven and on earth. He is the God of all. He encompasses everything. Nothing exists except by his will. So once Paul has established that, he goes on. Well, no, he doesn't go on. I go on and I say, nothing's impossible. Remind yourself who God is. When you're facing impossible situations, begin by reminding yourself who God is. He does go on and he prays this in verse 16, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Strengthened with power. The word for strengthened means literally to be made vigorous, to be given energy. I don't know, the cold this morning gave me energy when I was praying at the prayer meeting behind there. I mean, I was stamping, moving, everything. But, but this is more than that. This, this is a, a spirit-empowered vigor. And he says, the back if I shout. He says that they would be strengthened with power. That power, that word power there is the word dunamis, and it literally means God's power. It's the power God used to create the worlds with his words. It's the power he used to divide the Red Sea so that Israel could walk across on dry land. It's the power he used to turn water into wine, to open blind eyes, to open deaf ears, to have lame people walk. This power is available, and he's saying he will strengthen you with the same power. Strengthened with power. Strengthened with power. And we are going to just get the slides on here so that I can see where I'm going. He says that you'll be strengthened with power in by the Spirit in your inner man. You see, 
we often want our circumstances to change. I don't know, how, hey, do any of you have some circumstances that you're not happy with and you would like them to change? I have some. This electricity situation right now is one of those. But you see, God seldom works like that. He says he's going to strengthen you with that miracle working, profound, energetic power that just transformed things. Where? By his spirit in your inner being. Because you see, God tends to change the world by changing you. And the power that he uses to change the world doesn't suddenly zap down from heaven. Most of the time it comes from a faithful believer who stands and says, so far and no further, now the power of God will operate here. Praise, delivers God's word, does something, shows love, and God's power erupts in that area. I've, uh, I have this story when I was at university and I, I remember just spending time with God praying one day and I was walking to the library because I did do some studying every now and then when I was there and I walked past a particular stairwell and at the stairwell there was sitting a guy and he was in my class I knew him he was crazy every now and then you get a crazy person at university I mean he was always asking inappropriate questions he was always just like a little bit out of it and um, you're just just not really not really normal I mean, none of us were normal, but he was really not normal. And as I walked past the, the steps, he stood up and he started shouting across the, the open area, you, you're one of them, you're one of those Christians, I know you. And immediately I knew that God was strengthening me with might in my inner being, with power in my inner being, because I knew that he was sensing the presence of God on me. You know, I, at that stage of my life, I wasn't a particularly brave person, but God made me brave in that moment. And in that moment, instead of running the other way, which would have been my normal reaction, let's get out of here as fast as possible, I went and sat down next to the gentleman and I said, yes, I am one of them and you can be one too. We had a long conversation. I, I prayed and honestly, I was not saved in the. I was not saved for more than a couple of months. I turned to him. I just God, God this this um, strengthened with power in my inner being was happening. I was like, I just know that this guy needs deliverance. So right there, I didn't even know how to cast out a demon. I just assumed, tell it to go and it'll go. I did it and it went. And he shook himself a little bit and he said, oh, that feels better. He gave his life to the Lord and as far as I know, he's been serving the Lord since. We recently had someone um, in our Zanspray church, you remember they, we shared the test me and they had a work accident and their eye had been damaged and the doctor said they'd never see out of the eye again. You remember that story? And a couple of our members went and prayed for him. And you remember that he went back to the doctor. Or the doctor came the next day. He was in hospital and looked at his eye and said, I've never seen anything like it. Your eye is restored and your, uh, your, your sight has been restored and you will most certainly see through this eye again. You see, there's something that God does when he put his power in here that, that it changes environments. He says right at the beginning of this portion that he will do this according to the riches of his glory. 
This is the measure that God uses when he's dishing out his power to you. He doesn't use a teaspoon. He doesn't use a mug. He doesn't use a bowl. He doesn't even use a truckload. He uses the measure of the riches of his glory. How rich is God's glory? How glorious are his riches? I mean, there is no end to God's glory. This infinite God, we've learned about it. All his attributes are infinite. That means his glory never ends. In other words, he gives to you infinite power. Nothing is impossible because there is infinite power available to you in Christ. There is infinite power available to you in Christ. He goes on and he says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, and height, and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. You know, this, part of, this particular part of Paul's prayers, he's praying for the Ephesians, is so beautiful. I just, want to, I just want to sit for a moment. I mean, I'm not going to sit. I'm going to stand. What I mean is I'm just going to wait a moment just to let the beauty of those words sink into my heart. Paul wants the Ephesians. I want you and God wants all of us to be rooted and grounded in love. You see, this is the environment that his power operates in. When we are rooted and grounded in love. To be rooted means that your being is deeply embedded in God's love. It means that you are being nurtured, that you are being fed literally by his love. His love is flowing into your roots, so to speak, and moving through your being and producing the fruits of love everywhere. That, that your soul is becoming fat and alive. Sorry to all your women, this is the only, only time we ever allow ourselves to be fat. Is that when the, 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 um, the love of God is fattening our souls making us filled with his glory and his love, making us satisfied. To be grounded means that we're standing on something secure that will never move, that no matter what comes our way, we're firm, we're steadfast, we are rooted, we are grounded in something that is immovable, that is true, that is nurturing us, that is making us alive. Then he says, you know, that we, we would know with all the saints what is the extent of God's love. I quote this scripture often, and for the life of me, I can never, ever remember the order, whether it's the length or the breadth or the depth or the height, what comes first. But anyway, it's just all the dimensions of his love. It's the size of his love that we would comprehend it. And then he says this remarkable thing. He's praying that they will know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. He wants them to know something that can't be known. That's what he's saying. God, help them to know something that can't be known. You see, 
this is what God's power does in you. When God comes and rests on you, when God comes and fills you with his power, there are things that cannot be known except that God reveals them to you. Honestly and truly, you can't know how great God is until he shows you. You can't know how, how much there is in you until God shows you. You can't know how the world is meant to be until God shows you. You can't know what is possible until God comes and shows you. You see, nothing's impossible, but by his spirit you can know what can't normally be known. Nothing's impossible. By spirit, you can know what, ca what can't normally be known. I have a little picture of a dog on there. We have a little dog called Toffee. That is not Toffee, but it's quite similar. Toffee wouldn't sit still long enough for me to take a picture of Toffee. But Toffee came from the SPCA. We got her from the SPCA. She was a rescue dog, which means that she was taken away from a home where things were not well. It, they said to us, she wasn't abused, but she most certainly was neglected. When we got Toffee and we finally got her home after all the things we had to go through to adopt her, when we got her home, we noticed some interesting things about Toffee. Toffee did not know how to jump. So if you wanted to get her into the car, like to go to the vet or something, she would sit at the edge of the car and you literally had to pick her up and put her in the car. She wouldn't jump in. And she's a very athletic looking dog. Like, like you know that this dog was made to jump. She, like if she's in the garden, she wouldn't jump up a step. She had to be picked up the step. She just, she just wouldn't jump. And then we noticed another thing about her is that she didn't play. I mean, we threw balls, we waved ropes, we did everything. We, all the other dogs, or the other two at the time, were playing and having fun, and she would just sit there and not know what to do. And the other thing, the last thing we noticed is that every time you said, come, like, come here, here's some food, come, we're going on a walk, come this, she would literally fall down where she was, start cringing, and wet herself. You see, Toffee came from an environment that had molded her expectations of her environment and had molded her expectations of herself. Toffee had never had an opportunity to jump. So she didn't know that she could jump. Anytime anyone had called her and said, come, there was probably a beating at the end of that. So the word come to her meant something terrible. She'd never had an opportunity to play, so she didn't know what play was. After she, she's lived with, uh, with us, what, three, four years? Three, four years? My gosh, you must see this dog jump now. I mean, when I'm, when I'm getting supper ready, but like putting the food in their bowls, I mean, she literally will jump up as high as my shoulder blades, and she's only a dog that tall. I mean, she... She found those muscles with great gusto. She jumps up anything, anywhere, anytime. This dog can jump. She specializes in jumping. You must see her play. She brings me ropes so that I can play with her. And she just, 
loves to play all day, every day. When now when we say come, she comes running like, like screaming from wherever she is on, in, the, in the house just because she knows when she comes, she's getting a treat. You see, God wants to come and do this for us. There were things that Toffee could not know because the environment had molded her something, some other way. But when we become rooted and grounded in God's love, when we come into a home that is filled with love, when we, when we come into God's presence, his love as it flows through us, as it immer immerses us in it, begins to remold our understanding of our environment and of ourselves. We discover things in ourselves we never knew we could do. We discover, after all, we can jump. We can play. Instead of like we used to think that, that God's a harsh master and every time he tells us to do something, it's going to be hard and difficult. Now when we hear a command of God, we go running because we know it's filled with goodness, excitement, adventure. Everything changes. You see, Jesus and his love, the power of his spirit, teaches us to know what we could not normally know. That we would know the love of God that passes knowledge. He, he finishes his, his prayer with this. He says, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And again, I want to stop there. Because you can just read that as a set of words right you know just words put together be filled with all the fullness of god it sounds nice it flows over the tongue but listen to it paul is praying that the ephesian believers would be filled with all not just some all the fullness of god how much is the fullness of god Someone is shouting out some answers here. I mean, the fullness of God is eternal. It's infinite. It's never ending. What on earth is Paul praying? My friends, I love that he prayed this. I mean, this is the biggest prayer you will ever heard be prayed in existence. That someone would be filled with all the fullness of God. And this gives me permission to pray big prayers. This gives me permission to pray impossible things. This gives me permission to pray actually that South Africa will serve the Lord. This gives me permission to pray that your marriage, my marriage, will be the most glorious uh, relationship on this earth. This gives me permission to pray that every member of the Romsa community and surrounding suburbs will be saved. This gives me permission to pray that our government will serve Jesus. This gives me permission to pray pray that ESCOM will be turned around. This gives me permission to pray that your business will prosper. This gives me permission to pray that, that God's will will be done on earth, that we would be filled with all the fullness of God. If Paul can pray a, a prayer like that, we can pray anything. And he prays this off the back of this preparation that God is the God who defines everything. God is the God who defines everything. 
that we can be strengthened with his power in our inner being according to the riches of his glory, that there is this power of God that can flow into you that, that has no end. He prays it off the back of us being rooted and grounded in his presence, in his love, so that we are set by, we are nurtured by, we are strengthened by, we are upheld by his love. And in light of all this, we can be filled with all the fullness of God. We can pray impossible prayers because nothing's impossible because we are with God. As I said in the beginning, the purpose of the sermon is that we would be empowered to make disciples. We would be empowered to do the works of God. Nothing's impossible, which does not mean that you can do anything you want, but it does mean that you can do everything that God has asked you to do. This means that it is most likely that you have not even begun to test the enormous capacity that God has put inside of you. This means that you can do things that you never thought possible. Not because you're great, but because there's a great God living inside of you. I remember a particular situation that Andrew and I faced not a little while back, Jack and Jane, it's not their real names because you may meet them one day. Jack and Jane had the most terrible marriage. Honestly, they were phoning us every week for marriage counseling. Andrew's the most brilliant marriage counselor. I'm a little less good at it. I just say, you, you, is Jesus your Lord? Is Jesus your Lord? Then everything's fine. Usually that doesn't work so well. But nonetheless, we were week after week, counseling them, helping them. And finally, I brought this prayer. I sat with the, the woman and I said to her, can you be strengthened with power by his spirit in your inner being? Can you be rooted and grounded in love? And can you be filled with all the fullness of God? Why don't you try that? instead of trying to solve your marriage problems. Can we just go there? Two weeks down the line, they came back to us. Well, no, it didn't. It was, it was maybe four or five weeks we hadn't heard from them and we contacted them. How are you going? Oh my gosh, we're having such a great marriage. I, I don't think we've heard them from them in how many years, darling? Maybe, maybe seven or eight years we haven't heard from them in light of their marriage. We've heard of lots of other great things. But the bottom line is God changes things. You have no idea what you're capable of. You have no idea who you are able to reach, who you're able to meet. As we launch our connect groups, my hope is that each and every one of you would allow God to fill you and in so doing would find yourself Loving on your neighbors, loving on your friends, drawing them, inviting them, 
not only to church, but to your connect groups, that you would find yourself having conversations with people that words would be coming out of your mouth that you didn't even know where they came from. You know those conversations. Have you had one of them? You're at a coffee shop with a friend. You start talking and you think, heck, I wish someone was recording this because this is fantastic. I don't know where it came from, but someone should record this. That's the one living inside of you. We have infinite power to do everything that God has asked us to do. Nothing's impossible because we're with him. Amen. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would fill each of us. Could you, can we all stand? Actually, before we stand, I've got, I've got something I feel like I want to do. The Bible talks about when the Spirit of God comes upon us, He comes to give us certain gifts, supernatural gifts. And I, I felt like God wanted me to pray for release of some of the gifts today. Are there any people here that you would really love to move in the gifts of miracles? Is there anyone here? Fantastic. I'm going to ask you to stand. Is there anyone here who would like to, to move in the gift of healing? I want you to stand. I had the most remarkable experience the other day. Someone came to me and they asked me, if I would pray for a lump that was on their leg. And this lump had been there for well over a year and had been gradually growing. I don't know what the lump was. I assume it wasn't cancer because I, um, I mean, she didn't have that diagnosis, but I don't know what it was. But this lump was continuously growing on her leg and it had become unsightly and difficult for her. And she asked me if I would pray for it. I laid my hands on it and honestly, this, there is, there's no shadow of exaggeration in this. As I, I kind of wiped my hand to the side after I prayed and the lump came away in my hand. It was a little bit gross, but also glorious. <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes God's just like that, a bit messy, but fantastic. Fantastic. The there was like an open there was like an open place there and it's it's healed in a matter of days and the lump never returned but i believe god wants to give us unusual unusual miracles unusual healing capacity and i i feel like he wants to us to look bigger than what we've seen before like toffee, we've been molded by a world that expects so little from God. Can we root ourselves and ground ourselves in His love? And can we begin to expect the impossible? Can we take a chance and see what God will do? Can we try and use those muscles and see where they'll take us? Because He's strengthening us with power by His Spirit in our inner beings. He's 
changing us. He's filling us with all the fullness of God. He's making us, making us different. It's not just about us. It's the fact that we carry the power of the living God wherever we go. Holy Spirit, I pray for everyone standing. Lord God, I ask right now that your miraculous power would reside upon them. Holy Spirit, come and fill them again. Come and fill them again. Right now, I feel the Holy Spirit just, just coming upon you. You'll start feeling like, a, uh, a, like a, an energy in your body. Just receive that. Right now, in Jesus' name, I speak over everyone who believes that they are meant to move in the gift of miracles, and I declare yes over you right now. Yes over you right now. Yes over you right now. Holy Spirit, come, fill them. Fill them, energize them, strengthen them with power by your spirit in the inner man. Allow them to feel what it means to move in miracles. Lord God, I ask that this week you would give them opportunity to pray for something and you would confirm to them that you are saying yes to their desire. Confirm to them today that you're saying yes to their desire. Right now, I speak to these souls who are longing to see more healings. And I say again, by the power of the Spirit, yes, yes, yes. I speak to you and say that cancers will, will dissolve before you. That bones will be healed before you. That disease will vanish before you. Blind eyes will open. Deaf ears will hear. The lame will walk. Genetic diseases will go. Mental illness will be vanquished. We declare this over every person standing right now. We say you were born for this. You were born for this. You carry the power of the living God. You carry the power of the living God. Don't step back. Don't step back. I hear the Lord saying, jump, 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 jump. You have it. You have it. My power resides in you. Do what I say. You have everything necessary to do everything I have asked of you. You have, you have everything necessary to do what I have asked you. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. I'm going to ask you to remain standing. I, I want to ask if there's anyone here that you, you are believing God to be more effective in reaching your neighbors, your colleagues and your friends with the power of the gospel. If there's anyone sitting who would like to do that, I'm leaving the ones who are standing because if you're believing for miracles and you're believing for healings, I know you're believing for salvation for your friends. I know that. It's already a given. But if there are some people sitting and you're saying, I want to be more effective in being able to tell people about Jesus. I want to, I want to be braver. I want to be clearer. I want to be more sensitive to what the Spirit is saying. I want my life to demonstrate Christ more. Then please go ahead and stand. I think you've already stood, but if you haven't, go ahead and stand. Lord God, Lord God, I, I started off with what would happen if your IQ jumped 100 points? 
if you had all the strength you needed and all the authority you need, I'm asking, I'm asking as they share, as they interact with people around them, that this would be the truth. They would have wisdom they never knew they had. Lord God, I'm asking that they would have compassion they never knew they had. I'm praying, Lord God, that they would have answers and words and demonstrations of your love that they never knew they had. Lord God, I'm asking even now that the people that they interact with, you would begin to open doors. You would begin to create relationships. Lord God, I pray that the power of the living God from them would run into these hearts and these people would be saved. I speak right now to these hearts and I say you have power to pull down strongholds. When you speak, people will see Jesus. When you love, people will see Jesus. I speak to these hearts and I say, you have what it takes. Jump, jump, do the things God has said because, because God will answer with power. God will change people because you spoke. God will change people because you loved. God will change people because you were their friend. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just declare this over every person right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I can just feel the presence of God brooding over you. I'm just going to leave us there for a moment. Won't you just allow His presence to fill you? You know, God is not a hard taskmaster. When He says, come, there's not punishment waiting. There's joy waiting. There's a treat waiting. There is life waiting. And I hear Him calling you and saying, come. Let me fill you. Let me fill you. Let me fill you. Let me make you alive. Let me make you alive. here that one of you received some kind of diagnosis that there's some kind of disease in your body that, that has no cure. The other of you, you, you heard from the doctor that, that the prognosis for what you have, that means the outcome of what you have means you will be permanently disabled or you'll be permanently disadvantaged by this thing that you've experienced. I feel like God wants to wants to see you healed. I feel like there is someone here who has a back injury. I feel like God wants to heal that. And I feel like there's there's someone here that I'm going to say this anyway because I, I know one of these people, but I'm not even referring to that person. But I know, feel like there's someone here that has been told that they won't be able to have children. I feel like God wants to heal that. And then there are people here that you just need a miracle. Something has to change in your life. You need a miracle. And I'm going to ask this of you. All those people that I called up, won't you come to the front? 
And I'm going to ask an unusual thing. I'm going to ask you to stand at the front and face the congregation. And I'm going to ask if you believed God to have miracle working power in you, I'm going to ask you to come and pray for them. Why not? Why not? Guys, you were born to jump. Let's jump. Just because your environment before this has told you you can't jump, it's not true. It's not true. So if you are in need of any of those things, any of that healing or miracle, won't you come stand here and face the congregation? some people left to pray. This is what I'm hoping. And now my friends, here you are. Here's your opportunity. I'm going to ask if you are believing to move in a gift of healing or gift of miracles, please won't you come forward and pray for one of these people. What is the absolute worst that can happen? Nothing. Take a chance. Let's see what God will do. All you're going to do is ask them what they're believing for. And then you're going to pray and declare that solution over them in Jesus' name. you're praying for a miracle you don't have to beg God you just see what God wants to do and that's what you declare over that person God's already already decided that he wants to do it we just have to cooperate with him thank you father thank you Lord thank you Lord Jesus, I just agree right now. Those of you who are standing there, won't you just extend your hands? Lord God, right now we just agree with every prayer that is being prayed here. We just declare and say yes. We say yes to every miracle that has been asked for. We say to these backs that have been damaged, we say be healed in Jesus' name. We say to these diagnoses that the doctors have brought that says there's, there's no hope for the situation and we say no. We declare healing in Jesus' name. Every miracle needed, we say yes in Jesus' name. We command the walls to fall, the seas to open, the doors to fly open. We declare favor, 
favor like a shield over every single one of these in Jesus name 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 thank you Lord because Jesus is enough Jesus is enough Jesus is enough Amen, amen. Can, can we give the Lord a hand? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace.